Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. A damning report, a groveling apology, incriminating evidence, and an indefinite suspension. Is it all too little, too late? It's Wednesday, December 1st. Here's your News Fix. The findings of a report looking into sexual harassment in Australia's parliament have been described as both appalling and disturbing by the country's Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. The findings describe Parliament as a, quote, cloistered, alcohol-fueled environment where powerful men violated boundaries unchecked, according to the New York Times. CNN noted that one in three people working in the country's Parliament had experienced sexual harassment. Now, American author Alice Siebold has issued an apology to Anthony Broadwater, the man who spent 16 years in jail after being wrongly convicted of raping her. The background here is that in 1981, Siebold was raped by a black man while at university. Months later, she alerted police that she had seen the attacker in her neighborhood when Broadwater apparently said hello to her. Despite her failing to point him out in a police lineup, Broadwater was convicted. He was only exonerated last week after 23 years on the sex offenders list. It's worth noting that Siebold published a memoir called Lucky in 1999, documenting the rape. A production company had been working on a film adaptation of the memoir for Netflix. It's widely believed the project has now been scrapped in light of Broadwater's exoneration. And in the newsletter this morning, we've included a link to the author's full apology. Looking to what's happening today in what has been billed as a world exclusive, an interview between Nigel Farage with former US President Donald Trump will air at 7pm today on GB News. According to multiple media reports in the interview, which has already been recorded, Trump is apparently critical about the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and coy about whether or not he'll run for president again. Now quickly checking in on Ghislaine Maxwell's trial, here are the top headlines from yesterday. A woman being referred to as Jane is the first of four alleged victims to have testified. She claims she repeatedly had sexual relations with Epstein from the age of 14, with Maxwell often present and sometimes participating. Also, the man who was Epstein's pilot for 25 years described Maxwell as Epstein's quote number two. He also recounted Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump and Kevin Spacey on Epstein's private jet, but said he saw no sexual activity while in the cockpit. And in some pandemic updates, the World Health Organization has advised against international travel for anyone that is either vulnerable or above the age of 60, as the Omicron variant continues to spread. In Ireland, anyone arriving into the country from abroad will need to show a negative COVID test from Friday. This requirement also applies to people arriving from Britain, even though those travelling from Ireland to the UK have been made exempt from the same requirement. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said the goal is to have a booster vaccine offered to every person over the age of 18 by the end of January. In terms of two interesting perspectives on all of this, the CEO of vaccine producer BioNTech has urged people not to quote freak out over Omicron, saying while the variant might spread a lot faster, it is unlikely to cause severe illness. Meanwhile, Moderna CEO struck a more concerned tone, saying vaccines were likely to be much less effective against the Omicron variant. One of those interviews was with the Wall Street Journal, while the other was with the Financial Times. Both of those articles are behind paywalls, so for anybody that's interested, we've included a link to an Al Jazeera summary of both of them. Now, covering the coverage, CNN has indefinitely suspended one of its primetime anchors, Chris Cuomo, over the help he gave his brother, former New York governor Andrew Cuomo, during a sexual harassment scandal earlier this year. Remember that Andrew Cuomo was lauded as a hero while New York was the epicenter of the virus in New York and featured as a regular guest on his brother's show. Months later, it was revealed there was significant underreporting in the number of coronavirus deaths in nursing homes. 
What cemented his political downfall was multiple allegations of sexual harassment from former aides. Cuomo tried to stick it out but was eventually forced to step down. Newly released documents show his brother Chris, who works for CNN, assisted Andrew's team to a much greater extent than previously understood. In a statement released by CNN, a spokesman said, When Chris admitted to us that he had offered advice to his brother's staff, he broke our rules and we acknowledge that publicly. But we also appreciated the unique position he was in and understood his need to put family first and job second. However, these documents point to a greater level of involvement in his brother's efforts than we previously knew. As a result, we have suspended Chris indefinitely, pending further evaluation. Now today marks World AIDS Day, a day to raise awareness and mourn those who have died from the disease. It also seems to us as an appropriate moment to reflect on the emergence of the epidemic back in the 1980s and the stigma and homophobia that surrounded it. For anyone who wants to learn more about this and just how much perceptions have changed, you can read our recent deep dive piece which we've linked to in the newsletter. And lastly, today also marks 30 years since Ukrainian people voted overwhelmingly via referendum for independence. The vote had a turnout of 80% and 90% of voters endorsed independence. The move was in defiance of political pressure from Moscow to remain as part of a restructured Soviet Union. That's today's fix. Have a great day.